Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to What Culture Gaming. My name is Rich and I'm joined today by Kirsten. Hello! Because we, every single Thursday, we're going to be doing a questions sort of discussion podcast style thing where we're going to get the questions that you guys send in on Twitter using the hashtag WCGP and we're going to answer them. So if you're ever sending stuff in, you know where to look to hear us answer these questions. So, without further ado... I mean, I'm assuming you guys know who we are. Uh, we're just going to jump straight in with a question that we got from James O'Brien, or James O'Brien, one of the two. Uh, and he says, do you think the Switch series will remain the only handheld on the market during next gen? Or do you think Sony or Microsoft will be willing to take the risk with a Vita 2 or X-Boy? <laughs> I love X-Boy. X-Boy, that is adorable. Um, I mean, the fact that PlayStation very sneakily if that's even a word, put a, a Vita into The Last of Us 2 um, trailer has got people definitely either on two sides as in, is this their way of saying, oh, it's the death of the Vita or is it their way of saying like, oh, are they going to bring something back? Um, my partner's super excited about it because he's on the whole team of, yes, I think this means they're going to bring it back. Um, I don't know. I don't think that it, they would make, I won't think they would take that risk. I think maybe we might see a few sort of Android kind of handheld consoles um, trying to make uh, their move um, in the mainstream market. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't see anything coming from Xbox or Sony myself. Um, I think if any of them were going to, it would probably be Sony. I don't think I don't think Xbox is ever going to make a handheld console, unfortunately. No, they've never done one. And I don't, don't think there's ever been any sniffing of an Xbox no. handheld. So, I, yeah, you're right. They're not going to do that. As for PlayStation, there is a very dedicated fan base to the Vita. Scott is one of those people. <laughs> uh, and they could just, just, could just breathe new life into it. They could give it more functionality with the PlayStation 5, kind of like mm. how you can connect the Vita to the PS4. They might just do that. And then some they might release more games for it, they might do a successor, but I think the Switch is very much un... Uh, oh, what's the word? It's just left me. Unopposed. Unopposed, <laughs> that's the word. I hate it when my head does this. Uh, it's left. It's unopposed in that market, so I, I don't think it's that necessary that either of them even try. And as you said, Xbox mm. don't do it. Sony might. No. Maybe they just put the Vita in to cater for that little crowd of Vita lovers. Like, yes, <laughs> we do still out. know you're there. We think about you <laughs> occasionally. Yeah, but, I never had a problem with the Vita. I thought it was a brilliant little handheld device, but it's just, I think, again, where Switch is just 
it's just brilliant isn't it it's it's uh, graphics wise it's up there um the screen size is much better and and just the amount of games that you are um able to get on there now is um ridiculous especially allowing you to play games um as full on like skyrim which is like one of my favorite games allowing me to play that on the go is just like well now i'm i'm never like putting it down so um yeah, I just I just don't see it happening, to be honest. I, I think, I, like you said, I think it was a nice little shout out for those people that are still there and enjoying it, but I don't see it happening. I recently fished out my old PSP, and I think it's a great little system. And I do look mm. at the, I have had moments when I've looked at the Vita, and I've even looked at uh, the the 2DS, the actual clamshell one, not the weird flat one. Yeah. And thought, oh, I, oh, I could. I could stretch and get myself one of them as like a as like a legacy system, especially the Vita with all of its like. Um, classic stuff that you can get on it yeah. I think that's really cool but i know that it's sort of half looked after and not really as mm. supported anymore so i'm less inclined to put the money in i know it's obviously not that expensive to get but they're still <laughs> not like dirt cheap so mm. maybe yeah so james i'd say yeah the switch is going to remain the only handheld really i doubt they're going to jump in because i think both xbox and sony know that that is a market they're not going to get anywhere in they'll have their little dedicated fan people but otherwise, no. And actually, I think you're right about the Android stuff. They're just going to go into streaming to make up for the handheld yeah. market. So it doesn't really make a huge amount of sense. Kill yeah. the DJ 95, which is making a Green Day song, <laughs> has asked, should Resident Evil 8 remain first person or should they go for a similar third person vibe to the Resident Evil 2 remake? I think it depends on where they're going. Um, I've actually not heard... Too much about it because I've been trying to avoid everything about it at the moment. Um, so I saw a little glimpse of Resident Evil 8 yesterday, and then I was like, no, 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 I don't want to know yet. I don't want to know yet. Um, so if they are carrying on from Resident Evil 7, which I'm guessing they are, where, where they're calling it 8, um, then I think it would make sense to go the first person route, um, simply because that's what happened um, in Resident Evil 7. So it wouldn't wouldn't upset me at all i think um i just think it's just it depends on what you're doing if you're going carrying on from the, the from seven and you're going into eight then stick with first person if you're doing a remake like the recent ones then stick with third person because that's what people are used to like you can't remake resident evil 3 but put it into a first person mode because it just doesn't really make sense it's then not a remake it's like a reimagining almost um so yeah i think uh i can definitely see it being first person if it's carrying on from seven um and yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm just, I'm quite excited to see what's going on. Um, I think we might be getting a sneaky little peek, um, hopefully this evening or tomorrow. Um, there might be announcing something. Um, so I'm very excited to find out what's going on. I'm definitely in the same ballpark as you. I think with the fact they're doing, they've obviously they've done two, th two remake and three remake between seven and eight. Uh, unless there is going to be more from that point on before we get set, uh, before we get eight, um, I agree. Yeah, first person should stick for the the new games. Third person should stick for the for the classic games, the legacy games. Because I am very new to Resident Evil. I've only played two remake and seven, so I've only got like a, a minuscule amount of insight into the different camera modes. I've still not played the original like fixed camera games, mm. uh, mainly because I'm kind of worried about how they actually play. I've always looked at them and thought, wow, these look not really well. tough to play. And will this just annoy me? Will I not want to bother? Mm. Um, but I will give them a go eventually. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think sticking to first person would be great. First person horror is, it's kind of a very trendy thing. And if you can do it right, like Resi 7 did, it really, really works. And as much as I love two, and I will eventually get round to three uh, in the new style uh, over the shoulder third person, I think they both play brilliantly. But 
I think it's an easy means to distinguish the remake series to the ongoing canon. So keeping them different would be better. And if you don't like the first person stuff, you can go and play the remakes. If you don't Mm. like the third person stuff, you play the new games. If you like both, then you're good. Yeah, I think there's a handful of Resi fans out there that have just completely not bothered with like Resi 7 or any of the new stuff because it's just sort of like, no, I'm committed to the old stuff and that's fine. But I think there's also then another handful like me and Ben Roy that are, we just love Resi regardless. We'll watch the films, we'll play the games. Like we, It doesn't matter, just stick it in our face and we'll play it. Um, and to be honest, I think they're doing really well. I've really enjoyed them. Um, Resi, Resident Evil 7 was brilliant. And I think, like you said, Rich, there's just something so much more terrifying about playing a horror game in first person compared to third person, definitely. Yeah, I'm happy that I played 2 Remake first before I played 7 because I think that gave me more of the the full Resident Evil vibe and then going into Mm -hmm. first person worked better to transition me into that view model as much as I play more first person games than I play third person games overall. Probably good to start with third person with Resi, so uh, Mm -hmm. I will get to 3 eventually. Trisha has asked, (laughs) if we ever get a new Simpsons console game, what would you like it to be? Hit and Run 2, Road Rage style, or something completely new? What Simpsons games have you played, Kirsten? I think... I think I played Hit and Run. I do remember Road Rage. What what was the difference between Hit and Run and Road Rage? Hit and Run was more like Hit and Run was more like Grand Theft Auto Three. And <coughs> excuse me, blimey. And uh, Road Rage was more like Crazy Taxi. So as much as yes. they like so looked very I similar. Played... I think I played Road Rage because I remember it like you had to drive to a location, pick someone up, and then take yeah. them somewhere. Yeah. So I think I might have played a little bit of hit and run a lot i think i was mainly playing road rage because it was just i I loved crazy taxi so that's probably why it appealed to me so much um i don't know i think any new simpson game like if they even did like a blend of both would be really really good um just kind of having both of those aspects because there's something quite nice about sort of being like you're gonna pick this person up and take them here but then i know that a lot of people don't really like that kind of escort sort of mission thing so (laughs) maybe a hit and run would be better it would work better in this sort of day and age i think a hit and run sequel would be the bigger draw for people to get into yeah. a simpsons game obviously simpsons as a show has completely died off over the last you know yeah. 10 years no one really cares anymore and quite rightly so uh so they'd have to kind of go in with a nostalgia kick and provided mm-hmm. they set the game in terms of all the jokes and things within the series that like the original game was in because all of that series is so beloved if they added in loads of jokes from the current series people wouldn't know what to expect from it so yeah. a hit and run sequel would make the most sense road rage i don't think i've ever played uh, i mm. actually played crazy taxi instead of playing road rage <laughs> but then the simpsons game which was i think 2006 or 2007 i played that through which is the ea uh like simpsons 3d platformer style thing and that wasn't actually that bad i didn't mm. hate that um so even if they did something more like that that would be i'd be okay with that just provided it wasn't the only current simpsons game you can get which is tapped out which is just microtransactions on mobile the game like they have such a fantastic ip with such a dedicated fan base and provided as i've said you set it in the right kind of era of the show people will flock to it yes so definitely ea if they are still the people with the game rights. I don't know whether that's changed hands due to the fact that Sony now have Fox. Uh, not Sony. Disney now <laughs> have Fox. Um, mm. They're sitting on a gold mine, so yes. they should easily tap into that. And there have been loads of musings anyway about Hit and Run Remaster. And yeah. I have literally just replayed Hit and Run, uh, slightly modded on PC to run it at like 1440p. So it's really crispy, <laughs> and it's like just, just even if you don't remaster it, just give me a port to like port it to PS4, put it in 1080p, clean up the UI, just leave it. You'd make yeah. a killing. 
So it's oh, like, yeah. why, why haven't they done this yet? It seems so odd. Yes, it's it's an e it's easy money. Even it's just nostalgia. It's just would be so easy. Um, you know, if people are still buying like remasters of Resident Evil and um, I mean, God knows what they're remaking now. They're remaking everything. It is the year of remakes and remasters. Um, and it doesn't matter. I mean, like I said, I've rebought The Last of Us recently because it, I realized it was a remaster, and I was just like, do I need it? No, got the original. Do I? But I'm gonna because it's like it says it's a remaster, so it must be better. Um, but yeah, it just like you said, I think just tweaking the old game and just making that a little bit smoother, that a little bit more crispy. Mm. Um, yeah, easy money, easy money. So I know that you're you're sort of new to the the PC gaming space, as far as I'm aware. Mm. Uh, but Phantom Philly G has asked a question. Uh, saying, do you think we'll start to see more PC titles on the Xbox console platform so Microsoft can compete with Epic and Steam stores? So mm. Microsoft have been embracing the PC space, surprisingly, as the people who also do Windows, uh, with their Xbox stuff. They've, they've introduced Game Pass on PC and mm. they're starting to embrace Steam a lot more. Uh, and it's fantastic as a PC player. As yeah. for it going the other way, I'm not entirely sure. I did write uh, an editorial piece, which I'm very proud of, uh, regarding the Series X and how it could be secretly a PC and you could use it as a desktop PC with a keyboard and mouse and a monitor and you could do anything PC with it. Uh, but as for PC games coming onto the Xbox console platform, I don't know how specific uh, Phantom Philly G means. I'm mm. not entirely sure as to how that would logistically work. Yeah, because you can get Game Pass and stuff on your PC, can't you, to sort of yeah. match up with your Xbox. So m maybe that's what they mean, is taking games that are accessible on Steam, maybe, and, and able to have it on your Xbox. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I mean, there's a lot of games that are on Steam that I don't really understand as to why they haven't been ported onto other um, consoles. Um, right. I know that sometimes there are PC um, players who are very strictly only PC and it's sort of like, no, there are, you can't have them, which I understand, that's fine. <laughs> um, but with the next-gen consoles being that more powerful and like you said you know having the xbox literally say like we are going to be as powerful as a pc it would make sense for them to sort of be able to somehow include pc games on them if that's what they're saying as in like well who, why would you need a pc or you know why not have both and then you can choose which platform you want to play on um it would be very interesting i'm just interesting to see how well it holds up um to what they are saying will it actually be as powerful as a pc that is the question i mean we've had this debate like a million times on podcasts mm. already i think it's more the feasibility of getting a pc game to run because a lot of the time why pc games don't get ported over to consoles is sometimes because they're built with the input method of the pc in mind and as much as the xbox one does support keyboard and mouse it's up to the developers of the games to put the keyboard and mouse support in so you could literally have a game running on a an xbox you could play something like city skylines and yeah. play it with a keyboard and mouse hypothetically on xbox without any difference like feeling any different to a pc but whether they actually allow that to happen is yeah. a whole different thing they might think what what's the point if there's only be a really minute percentage of our player base on xbox who will use that we may as well just build mm. the whole thing with a controller in mind in fact there's actually a question that uh, has not made the cut for today uh, that was asked by i think it was lockwoody saying uh, about planet coaster a game that i absolutely adore is coming to consoles in the summer supposedly mm. i've not heard anything about it since the uh, the xbox event in november i think mm. um and it's like, how is that going to work? And it's like, well, they're going to build it with controllers in mind. They're not just going to say, here's keyboard and mouse support. So yeah. it's, a, it's a weird one, uh, Phantom Philly G, as to how they would actually incorporate it. It's not impossible, mm. but making it so something like Microsoft could compete with Steam, it would more 
be that Microsoft would need Steam to mm. help produce those games for consoles because I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird one and it's not something that would be that feasible. It would blur the lines mm. for definite, but not that logistically easy. Yeah. So it's it's it, we could genuinely sit and talk for hours about that <laughs> approach to blurring the lines between the new consoles and PCs. But uh, as a quite an easy sort of last question, I'm hoping that we've uh, we filled in the time because <laughs> I'm not. I've been half keeping time and I sort of forgot. To stop <laughs> it looks like it, yeah. Um, Super Ma- Super Majin Janemba, no idea whether I've said that right, has asked what I think is a very simple question: Which Valve game has aged the best? Ooh, I don't know Good how many Valve question. games you've played, Kirsten. I mean, I've played Half Life, and obviously, I've gone on about No One Lives Forever as well, which is a, a very sadly abandoned Valve game, which um, breaks my heart. Um, but I think it's. Hmm. <laughs> I'd say, oh, in my opinion, I think it's got to be um, Half-Life because I think Half-Life is a very good game. Um, and even when you go back in and play it now, like I went back and played Half-Life like maybe like a few months ago and it's still enjoyable. It's still difficult. It's still like a good game to play. Like, yeah, obviously it's it's very polygonal and the voice acting isn't great but for its time uh, it, it was just so good and then just the how far it has come now with like half half life alex as well the fact that it's still going um for valve is um brilliant because usually they just kind of give up on a good game for some reason i don't know why um they just decide to give up on a, a good game and, and not let you have any more so the fact that they are still going with half-life um i think shows how well it has aged and how well it can still keep going um yeah. so yeah i think for me it's got to be half-life unless for some reason they decide to come around and say we are making a new no one is forever and then in that point i think i'll probably have a heart attack and die because that would just be the best thing ever. <laughs> as much as I agree with Half-Life 1, I think if you gave a Valve game to somebody now who I don't want to say is is shallow about graphics and stuff like that, yeah. but I know that some people are because uh, I've experienced it firsthand, um, <laughs> I would have to say Half-Life 2 has aged better yeah. than Half-Life 1. That game is stunning. Even when you play it yes. out, the game is the game's 16 years old now. And yet... Mm. It's when you, if you gave it to somebody and you said this is like an older game, if the, we, we've we've ported it to the Xbox One and it's like it's running at 1080p or running at dynamic 4K or whatever, but we've not had to do much to the lighting engine, to the textures and things like that. Just look at it as it is, and it runs amazingly. I played through yeah. Half Life Two again before playing through Alex for the first time, and just going back to that game after for that my sixth or seventh playthrough, it's mm-hmm. like this is gorgeous. There are other games I played from that kind of era or even later than that, still in that generation, like 2006, 2007, that just don't look anywhere near as good now that Half-Life 2 still looks. And I'd say things like Portal and Portal 2 are probably Mm -hmm. too too new, I say new in inverted commas, to say it's it's really aged because they are so timeless. But Mm. Half-Life 2, as being a a graphical powerhouse at the time, it still holds up so well today. Yeah, definitely. Half-Life 2 is mind-blowingly good for its time. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's 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 a shame that some people overlook that simply because it's a game for 2004. Go and play Half-Life yeah. 2. It's dirt cheap. You can get it on Xbox 360 and PS3, like mm-hmm. dirt cheap too. So please go and do that. But 
hopefully that is more than enough time uh, <laughs> to fill. If you do have any more questions you want to ask us and we will answer them next week, next Thursday, uh, you can tweet us at WCultureGaming using the hashtag WCGP. Just tweet us anything about video games. I had a bunch of questions about random stuff today that uh, I didn't think was really suitable to answer on a, the podcast. <laughs> like, how far away are the stars? It's not really a question <laughs> we can answer. So if you've got anything for us, then please do tweet us at WCultureGaming using the hashtag WCGP. But until we see you again, I have been Rich. And I have been Kirsten Rhea. And you can, I realise, you can follow me on Twitter at PickupChangeToe <laughs> and you can follow Kirsten at... At Kirsten Rhea with two A's. And we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.